let a naysayer know. <laughs> Top five impromptu segments ever on television. Yeah, it's, it's definitely up there. And I don't know what's better than, like, what made it the, what made it what it was. Pat McAfee either, like, interrupting Reese Davis and, like, saying, whoa, that is not where I thought you were going with that. Or Reese Davis, the innocence of Reese Davis not knowing, like, he was like, yeah, let a naysayer know. But my, th- th- this is what I want to know. Someone had to tell Reese Davis, like, he, he, it's a prompt, you know. He's like, he's telling that off a teleprompter or he has, you know, notes that say that. So someone had to tell him about that saying, right? So that leads me to think J- Jalen Milrow probably when he was talking to the media one day, they said, what does Lang stand for? And he probably said, you know what it stands for. And then some, you know, I don't know, some idiot was probably just like, no, please explain it. He's like, let a naysayer know. That's probably exactly how he did it. Yeah. I we think- all know what it means. I think my favorite part about it was the when Reese Davis realized it. Yeah. You know? And, like, they didn't tell anybody else that was happening because the reactions were genuine. That it was, it was funny. Yeah, it was great. But we do have a lot to talk about. Um, Bengals and football stuff. So, uh, um, what do you think about the Bengals? They did better than I thought they were going to do when Burrow got hurt, honestly. Um, I think Jake Browning can be a starter. I don't know how good he would be, but I think he can be a starter. Um, I mean, I I have my thoughts on the whole Bengals season. but Like with Jake Browning, I think that – there are multiple levels of being a quarterback, you know, like elite. How many levels would there be? I think there's like elite, serviceable, game manager, which game manager could be serviceable, maybe like a leg up from serviceable. Um, but then there's like bridge quarterbacks that you're just there for a year or two and then like Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield going to retire in Tampa? There's a small chance, but I I think that it's elite game manager, serviceable, bridge, and then basically trash. But I think Jake Browning is like – well, honestly, I I didn't take into account – a game manager would be a level of mine when it comes to quarterback. So I would say he's like a I – I would say he's in between serviceable and game manager. Yeah, I mean, he th- – there were points where it's like this dude, he knows how to play in a system. 
they they made a system specifically for Jake Browning when Joe Burrow went down, and he played very well in that system. And there were points where he would improv, you know, like when the play broke down, he looked really good. And then there were points where he tried to hang in the pocket and made some really dumb throws. And obviously that's easy to say from a perspective of watching the game, you know, but I mean, I think he did. I think he did well. I think he would be, uh, I, I would put him in a, starting role i think he could be a serviceable starter i I would put it that way have you seen the uh real quick on the baker mayfield thing i think it's going to be interesting i don't know why it's popped into my head but i think they're going to give him a one-year prove it deal and then if they win the division and get to the playoffs again next year they're going to sign him to like a three or four-year contract yeah because i mean what are they they're going to be if they lose Against Philadelphia, they'll be what the nineteenth pick. I assume because once you does it go into account when you lose or like lose in order. It it takes it. They're gonna have if they were to lose, they would have the worst record of the playoff teams. So they would. So they they would would get the yeah. yeah. And I I don't think you're gonna get a good quarterback at nineteen. I mean, if JJ McCarthy declares. I could see Bo Nix, Michael Penix, or well, JJ McCarthy will be there, but I could see Bo Nix or Michael Penix sliding one of them. Um, I I think you just ride it with Baker, though. Yeah, I can see for a year and see how he does next year. I can see four quarterbacks going in the first t- or in the first ten picks, and then oh, I could I could see five going in fifteen first fifteen. Well, with Penix, sure. with Penix or Bo Nix. I think that at 15 is the like the worst that they'll get drafted at. Yeah, I mean I this the, that's the low or they won't get drafted any lower than 15. This is one of those weird draft classes like I know there's a couple people mocking I've seen a couple like like Bleacher Report and PFF have mocked Brock Bowers to Cincinnati. I don't see him falling that far. But it is a unique draft to where, like, there are a lot of good tackles. There are, like, five good quarterbacks. There's four or five good receivers. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good edge players, like, and some good corners. It is a unique draft to where, like, I think anybody you get in the first round, you're going to be happy with. So I, I definitely I definitely could see in a in a weird situation Bowers falling. I don't think he'd fall to eighteen. I don't think he would fall to fifteen, but you know, the whole Kyle Pitts thing. And it's not really Kyle Pitts' fault. You know, he went to Atlanta who doesn't have good quarterback play, but he was touted as like the best tight end prospect maybe of all time just from a prospect perspective and he he has not panned out no like I said no fault of his own but he hasn't panned out and I think that's going to kind of steer teams away from taking Brock super early now the one exception to that is the Chargers Mm -hmm. at five I could very I think they either go tackle or they go Brock Bowers. I think those are the two. The Chargers are either going to go a tackle 
unless they drop Khalil Mack, then they might go an edge. They might go first or Turner or somebody like that. But I, I could definitely see them picking Bowers yeah. at five. Who do they have on their offensive line? Uh, Slater. Slater. That's, that's the only one on their offensive line that matters. He is amazing. Who's the other guy? Is it um like if I'm the new head coach of the Chargers, I'm I'm going into that situation and I'm telling my team the only two people that are guaranteed to be here next year are Justin Herbert and Rashawn Slater. That's it. Did he get hurt? He got hurt, didn't he? Slater? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but Christian Darishaw, is he on the Chargers or is he's he he's on Minnesota. Okay. I don't know why I thought he was on Chargers. Um Who do you think, uh, or have you seen, I, I want to mention to you earlier, have you seen that meme of uh, the two people on the bus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Tampa the Bay yeah. and Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Pain. Uh, it, it is. But uh, I like how it's, uh, how we were the first team to have a winning record. The first division. Yeah, first, um, yeah, yeah. first division to all have a winning record. What were you going to tell me uh, a couple of days ago? You said, do you want me to tell you now, or do you want me to wait till the podcast? Oh, okay. So I, I watch... Um, a guy who is an insider or used to be an insider for the Bengals. He breaks like Bengals news and stuff like that. Um, and he told me, or he didn't tell me, he said it on his podcast, but he said that the, the Bengals are, When you look at the Bengals, you have to look at it from a perspective of the Bengals. What would you do, and what would the Bengals do? Uh The Bengals are extremely loyal, right? They are extremely loyal to most of their players. And this is what he said. This came from inside the building, told to him. And I want to preface this by saying I love Joe Burrow. I wouldn't trade Joe Burrow for the world. Patrick Mahomes was the number one quarterback on their board. The year he was drafted. Hold on. And, th- on and that the way, board? on the Bengals board. At, listen, let, just let me. And they did not draft him because Andy Dalton said he wanted to be the starter and they were loyal to Andy Dalton. So what they that? passed on Patrick Mahomes because they wanted to be loyal to Andy Dalton. That's that's just when you think about the Bengals, you have to take into perspective their loyalty. Okay, so what are you implying? Like I, I know you're implying that they're loyal, they, but what what do you say? We, like they could have they <laughs> they were going to draft Patrick Mahomes, but Andy Dalton said he wanted to be the starter, and they said, Okay, you've been good to us, so we won't draft Mahomes. They're dumb as fuck. Yes. <laughs> like like I, <clears throat> Okay, Pat Mahomes came in 2017. Okay, we're going to do a little timeline. Okay, I thought it was no. Yeah, you're right. 2017. So he got drafted in April 2017. He sat for a year in the 2017 season. Then he had a breakout year as a starter in 2018. Got the um, MVP. Got to the AFC Championship. Pretty much got to the Super Bowl, but there was an offsides on the other side of the field that had nothing to do with the interception that they called back. But anyway, let's start in 2011. All right. We're just going to go by year. Trust me, it won't take that long. 
Bengals draft Andy Dalton, second round, right? We draft A.J. Green at four and then Andy Dalton, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good pick. Okay. Good draft. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Carson Palmer leaves, so Andy Dalton is in there pretty much by default. Okay. We make the playoffs in 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. That's five straight years. All right. Two of those years, divisional champs. All right. Same coach, everything. What happens in those five years? What, what's our playoff record? Nada. 0 oh and 5. Big zero, bro. All right, yep. all right. All right. So you have Andy Dalton for five straight years, and you lose. And now I will give him that a tiny bit of the benefit of the doubt. The last year, he, um, well, the last two years, 2014, we were riddled with injuries. We barely got in the playoffs. And then 2015, he broke his thumb because he thought he could, you know, tackle a defensive lineman that intercepted him. Um, right? Was it an interception or a fumble? I don't remember, honestly. Well, it, it, there was a turnover, and then he broke his thumb and whatever. Uh, you know, nothing against him. But we don't have him in the playoffs. Now, I will say this. Had we had him in 2015 in the playoffs, I really do think we would have won at least one game. Oh, I mean, we should have won with McCarron. We should have. We should have. But, you know, Vontez Perfect and whatnot. Um, all right, now, fast forward to the 2016 season, the year before Pat Mahomes comes in. What happens? Just briefly, we don't make the playoffs. Okay, you go 0-5 with a quarterback in the playoffs five straight years, and then the sixth year, you don't make the playoffs with the same quarterback and you have the 10th pick and you think, oh, let's draft a really fast receiver. <laughs> That'll get us over the top. Pat Mahomes, what what he throw like? Did, didn't he do like a hop, skip, and a jump and throw 80 yards or something like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, he has and had and still has a cannon. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll still take Joe Burrow just because. I, th- I think Joe Burrow is situationally better than Patrick Mahomes. I, I would say Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, but I think situationally Joe Burrow is better. Yeah. But, you know, you never know uh, what could have been. Um, but I do, I do think about that every once in a while. Like, man, we picked John Ross. Wait, no, 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 Han. No, no, no. We were the ninth pick, and Pat was picked tenth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. Andy Dalton. Gosh. Um, what do you think we need to do in offseason? Um, are you asking what I think we should do or okay. what, what I think the Bengals are going to do? Uh, fr- from that little story you just told me. What do you think is going to happen in your way and what do you think the Bengals will do? I, I think the Bengals, there is a – we will know what's going to happen with Joe Mixon before I think it's March 13th because there is an incentive in his contract for this year, the last year of his contract, that he gets a $3 million bonus on March 13th. So if they're keeping Joe Mixon, if it hits March 13th and he hasn't been released, Joe Mixon will be on the team next year. Um. That's an $8.9 million cap hit. 
for a running back. And I like Joe Mixon, but past his prime. I would cut him. The Bengals are probably going to keep him because, again, they're loyal. He's been there, what, seven years? Yeah. They're they're loyal. They're not going to. But um, I think Joan Williams walks. I think Awuzie's gone. Um, yeah. Boyd's gone. Yep. The only two that I think uh, they're keeping T, even if they have to franchise tag him, they're keeping T Higgins. They're not letting him walk out for nothing, essentially, unless they absolutely have to. They T Higgins is the one I can almost ninety nine. I'm not gonna say a hundred, but ninety nine percent. I T Higgins will be back on the team next year. I believe that T. Higgins wants to stay with the team because he knows that if he goes somewhere else, it won't be the same. Like, it won't be as good. It might be – you might be on a good team. But you have to look at his agent. Okay. His agent is David Mulligata from Athletes First, and that dude gets his guys paid. That's his whole mm -hmm. thing. Get the top dollar for your client. That is true. All I'm saying is – he, T. Higgins. How can I word this? He isn't going to be too demanding because he knows that if he stays with the Bengals, he can win. He has a very, very, very good chance of winning. But he knows, so he's not, he's not too upset that, he, let's say he stays and he gets franchise tagged for, for 2024. He's not going to be too upset about it because he knows they're in a good position to win, be in the Super Bowl. But he does know that he could go somewhere else and get paid. Here's the – more. here be, would be the counter-argument, I think, to that is, again, his agent, but we'll take his agent out of it. He has been told for, what, three years since Jamar Chase got there now. He has been told – he has heard he get because you know what players do when the game's over. They get on social media. They look what people are saying about him. He has been told and been seeing for three years that T Higgins can be a number one somewhere else. So his agent is going to be asking for more than twenty five million a year. I mean that's that's just what it is. His agent's going to be asking that because there's going to be people willing to pay that to T Higgins. Um, you're right. If he wants to be here, he can overrule his agent. But Jesse Bates wanted to be here, same agent as T. Higgins. Jesse Bates got the biggest safety contract in NFL history. I mean, he played he's, like it. He's an all-pro this year. Yeah. He's phenomenal. But the Bengals were never going to pay Jesse Bates that. Side note, I hope Sauce gets uh, team one, or first team. Do I think he will? I don't know. but I Deron Bland will, just because he. Yeah, I, I just hope he gets first team. Um, because we haven't really seen a, um, I mean, he is a sauce. Isn't the traditional like flashy corner? He is a literal lockdown corner. Yeah, like you're not gonna throw his way. Yeah. Um, Jerry Rice, maybe Jim Otto, I think, and um, Jerry Rice has ten first team All Pro selections. Never done before. That's a wide receiver, right? Wide receivers have maybe 10 good years. 
All right. Um, then I think his name's Jim Otto. It's something Otto. Jim Otto and Anthony Munoz, you know, Bengals offensive lineman. They have nine first-team all-pro selections. And everybody thinks, oh, he's a pro bowler. Andy Dalton was a pro bowler multiple times. Listen, to be fair, to be fair to Dalton, there was a year he was in MVP voting. That's fine. Actual MVP voting. That's fine. I think Dalton was better than a lot of people remember. Yeah. Uh, Not better than Pat Mahomes. Oh, no. Got it. No. no. Um, But – I would I would like to see Sauce get it because I mean Aaron Donald he's he, he's had it seven times, I believe he didn't get it last year but he might get it this year I don't know but it would be cool to see, um, and I think Sauce has the potential to get it year after year after year and kind of get really close to that ten mark because I mean w- once you get I mean seven's pretty good but you know when you. I mean- when you get over to – when you get past, like, seven, you're in the, – The biggest problem with Sauce is he's – Elite company. He plays for the Jets. Yeah. That's that's Sauce's biggest problem. Like Jason but Kelsey, he, uh, he's going to get – he's a five-time first-team All-Pro. He's about to get six. That's that's pretty good. We're, we're going off on a tangent. Okay. To T. Higgins. He'll, he'll be franchise tag next year. That's that's just the point. I like if they can't come to a deal, he'll be franchise tag next year. That's just that is what it is. And then the only other guy I think that they will that they want to definitively bring back is probably DJ Reader. But there's a guy from PFF I think that does projections for contracts for free agents, and he's normally spot on, like within a million, two million dollars, and he's got Reader at a Fifteen million dollar a year contract. They are not bringing him back for fifteen million a year. That's, that's not Newton. happening. That's who I want. That would be my big pick, unless, of course, a you know, if Brock Bowers is there at eighteen, you're taking Brock Bowers. I yeah. I know some. I know Jerzon Newton is probably a more important position, mm-hmm. but I'm taking Bowers if he's there at eighteen. We need a receiving tight end. We have all the blocking tight Which ends. Which I think I think they'll bring. I do think the one thing they will do is I think they will try to bring in Noah Fant because he is he's talked glowingly about Burrow in the past. He's said he wanted to come to Cincinnati in the past. He went to Iowa. Like I thought he went to Missouri. Let's find out. Um, I mean, he may have went to Iowa. I think I don't know, but. I would love, and I, I think they will bring him in, but I would love Noah Fant as a tight end. Yeah, Noah Fant. He is, uh, yeah, he went to Iowa. Them Iowa tight ends, dude. He's uh, he's 26. Yeah, oh, yeah, you so. could get him, and he had a down year. You could get him cheap, right? Like, he wants to play in Cincinnati. He wants to play with Joe Burrow. We know that because he said it in the past. And when he came out, he was a freak. Like, he was he was touted as one of the best. And he was a really good tight end in Denver, and then he got traded to Seattle. And for whatever reason, they did Will Disley ahead of Noah Fant because <laughs> Pete Carroll, I don't know. Uh, I saw this meme. Uh, the uh, It's like a 
not like a meme, but it's a GIF or a, a video. Uh, a video meme, I guess. Uh, it shows a uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street movie where he's like, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> and it says, uh, it says Bill Belichick, 72, retiring. Or no, 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 Nick Saban, 72, retiring. Pete Carroll, 72, retiring. Congressman at 97, I'm not fucking leaving. (laughs) (laughs) True. I got a good laugh out of that. Um, Um, Also, another interesting thing, they ask about T. Higgins. They ask Jamar Chase, do you want T. back? He said, yeah, of course. mm -hmm. And then they said, well, what do you think he's worth? What what would what do you think they should pay him? And Jamar said, "It depends on what they pay me first. Oh. And now, now, contrast that to the was it NBC interview he had when they asked about him and Justin Jefferson playing together, and his answer was, "We would both have to take a pay cut, and I'm not a selfish player." I know they're boys, but it it seems to me it's just an interesting as it seems to me that Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, even though they don't play together anymore, are still closer. Or Jamar Chase views Justin in a higher regard than he views T. I, now I don't think I don't think that Justin and Jamar are going to play together in Cincinnati. I wouldn't rule it out, mm-hmm. but I think it's very unlikely. But I also know that Jamar wants to wait to get paid until Justin Jefferson gets paid because Jamar wants to be the highest paid receiver. Now, if I'm the Bengals, I am calling him every day this offseason. Like, here's 30 mil, dude. We got 30 mil lined up for you. To Jamar? Yeah. Because you have to think about it. When when everybody, when CeeDee Lamb and Justin, if you pay Jamar 30 mil now, make him the highest paid wide receiver now, when CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, all these other like young good receivers get paid in a couple years, Jamar in two years is gonna be if he's the if you make him the highest paid wide receiver this offseason, in two off seasons he's gonna be like what, the seventh, eighth highest paid receiver? That's how you save money. Pay him early. Yep. And he wants to wait till Justin gets paid, but I would be bugging him every single day. If they're going to play together in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, I hope they play in their prime, not like T.O. or uh, Terrell Owens and Chad for one year. I I don't care about that. I don't think – I don't – I don't think Justin Jefferson wants to be in Minnesota. I think Justin Jefferson wants to win, and I think he looks at it and goes, I can't win here. Yeah. Well – I mean, Minnesota's in a weird situation, especially with what uh, Kirk Cousins said. He was like, you know, God's blessed me uh, more than I could ever imagine for my financial dreams or whatever he said. And he he basically said, I, I'm willing to take a hometown discount to be the quarterback here. Well, they were probably hoping, yeah, pay me. And then they'll just be like, no, we can't afford you. Let's move on from you. But now they're going to keep Kirk for like, I don't know, two, three more years maybe. A year. That's what I do. I just do a year. What if he has a really good year and they say I they mean, win a game well or two in the playoffs? I mean, you bring him back for two or three. I don't see that happening. But, though, but 
hear me out. If they can take a hometown discount for for a veteran quarterback who's on the back end of his career and then build around that, and then when it's time for him to go, what I mean is, like, get the right uh, – what I'm saying is, like, get the right tools at the right price because – you're not having to pay him a lot of money. And then when it's time for him to go, or if it's just one or two years left on him, you can go after and you have enough money to spend on a good quarterback. Because, I mean, they're they're missing some things, you know. Injuries. I mean, their defense was terrible last year. But I mean, now. but good quarterbacks don't come open in free agency. Very rarely. Okay. Two, in two years, Arch Manning will be available. Like, yeah, but you. There might be a, a quarterback next year. What, I, what I'm just saying is, I, I think that Minnesota was probably hoping Kirk would say, yeah, pay me. And then th- that is their excuse when it comes to negotiating. We can't afford you. Yeah, but what's Minnesota going to do? I mean, you have just. You have the best wide receiver in football, eh. and you're going to. You're going to what? You're just going to let him waste his prime because you don't have a quarterback that can win? I mean, at pull a Danny Ainge, send him to Cincinnati for the picks and just have picks after picks after picks. Yeah, the problem with that is Cincinnati doesn't trade with people unless they think they're fleecing them. Unless they think they're just get. I mean, look at the B.J. Hill, Billy Price. They traded Billy Price. And the Bengals got B.J. Hill and a draft pick. That's a no-brainer. But, like, they don't trade. Like, And now Jefferson may be the exception to have two of the three best receivers in football on your team. The way I see it is I was projected to go 1-13 in my fantasy league. I got to the playoffs – Got to the championship game, all right? Put me in for one off season as the GM. I'll get things done. No. Yeah, guaranteed. No. Jay. Yeah, no. You would be calling me. No. You would be calling no. me every five minutes. No. What should I do here? What should as I do? As long here? as I can have their budget, you know, it's a rags to riches story. I like, went from nothing. I picked Jahan Dotson in the fourth round. Yeah. And I was in the championship game because of Longstaff McCaff. You you picked Jahan Dotson in the fourth round, and you're over here campaigning to be a GM in the NFL. He literally underperformed, I'd probably say, what, there were 14 weeks in the season? Three playoff games for me. In the final game, he did not score a single point. Because you took a ninth-round fantasy draft pick in the fourth round. He was projected to go six. And, uh, and did he perform like a six-round pick? <laughs> he performed like an 18-round yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's my point. Uh, but George Pickens got me uh, 45 points. So that that's why, one reason why I wasn't too upset when we lost the Steelers. I was like, yeah. Get me them 45 points, baby. So, I'm not too upset with it. Um, just uh, what do you think 
just generalize what do you think that will happen on uh, day one of the draft? N- not for the Bengals. I mean, you can put them in there, but. Um, it depends on if – it really all depends on if the Bears are staying with Justin Fields. I think when you fire your offensive coordinator and your quarterback's coach, that tells me maybe our quarterback's not the problem. Um, okay, let's do a scenario where they keep him and a scenario where they decide to draft Caleb Williams. Okay, in the scenario that you keep him, you trade back. I, th- I think that's a no-brainer. I, now, I wouldn't trade back too far, but you trade back. What um, What's their second pick? What number is that? Uh, ten? Nine? Something like that? Nine, I think. Nine or eight? No, because the Jets have the tenth pick. So, nine, eight, somewhere in there? Let me try to find it. I think it's nine, I think. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in there because they 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 did pretty good towards the end of the season. Um, like what, what they end up being like seven and nine or no no they were six and no they won seven games did they I think it's seven and ten yeah I think seven and ten okay um I I want to say it's eight or nine okay so let's say they let's say they keep Justin Fields. Who do you think they'll gra- they're going to trade for the first pick? I mean, you want to trade somebody that wants a quarterback. There's a scenario where they could There's a scenario where they could honestly trade back twice. Um um the picks are yeah, they uh, the Bears have the first and the ninth. I mean, okay, so let's just assume they stick, right? Okay. Let's assume they stick in both situations. So they keep Justin Fields and they stick. They're taking Marvin Harrison with the number one pick. That's what's happening if they keep Justin Fields, right? Really? Oh, yeah. There's no way they don't. Hmm. They've got their tackles sorted out. They're not taking an edge. There's not a Will Anderson in this draft class. So you're not taking an edge rusher first. What if they keep Justin Fields? Hold on. Now, this is just going off of a mock draft I'm looking at right now. And this is saying they draft Caleb Williams. But let's say they keep Justin Fields. Um, They have the first and the ninth pick. They don't do any trades. We're going to go with what you say. Marvin Harrison Jr. Justin Fields. Uh, DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then let's say you get like Malik Nabbers, Keenan Coleman, or Roma Dunze. I don't think you do that, dude. That's because I mean you're looking. If you do that, you're looking at a hundred over a hundred and five, ten, twenty million dollar receiving room when their contracts come up. You can't look at it. Well, I mean, you can look at it like that. But you have to plan ahead. You can't just. Okay, but then explain the Jets. How they got. No, 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 no. Explain the. What was it? They got um, Sauce Gardner. The Johnson dude. Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson and. um, 
did they get Garrett Wilson the same year, or is he? Yeah, but you have is to. He, is this his? No, they, they, this is his sec, This was his second year. Yeah, this was Sauce's second too. But I, I forget which one. It yeah, was. they had three first round, but you have to. Okay, so Jermaine Johnson was a back end of the first round pick. Mm-hmm. Now, are they going to keep all three of those no. after their? Yeah, yeah. Do you think Chicago is going to keep all three of theirs? No, but I, I, I guess my point is like all two. I guess my point is Chicago has other like you could you brought in Montez Sweat right mm-hmm. has been a beast since you brought him in. You don't have really anybody else on that defensive line. So at nine, if Dallas Turner or Jared Verse is sitting there, I'm taking them. I mean that just is what it is. And then you have two good edge rushers. You have a good defensive line. I mean, that that's what I would do. If you were going to take another weapon at nine, I would take Bowers. I wouldn't take Neighbors. If he's there. I don't think he's I have there. a feeling that, um, like everybody was hyping up Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. It wouldn't surprise me if they draft, if the commanders get Jim Harbaugh. Because... Hear me out. Knock on wood. But the commanders might be coming. I'm coming. And I'm coming hard. Don't come. Oh, I'm going to come. (laughs) But uh, they might put themselves on notice. They sold the team to uh, Josh Harris, the guy that I I believe he runs the – I don't think he owns it all because, like – so many people own the um, the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers, like Will Smith, Kevin Hart. A lot of people own them. Um, but he runs it, and then now he is part – he's one of the partners in the group that bought the Commanders. All right. He just brought in Bob Myers, and who's the other guy he brought in? Um, Scott something. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, uh he brought Bob Myers in. Bob Myers was was successful. Now, hey, th- this will be a perfect example of can you ju- uh, jump over to different sports and do well. Bob Myers, GM for uh, Golden State, those four championships in Golden State. Um, imagine if they draft a young quarterback, which th- they are. You would assume they're going to. They have a lot of talent outside of the quarterback. They have a lot of offensive talent. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, they have potential. Get a good quarterback in there. Get a good coach. Jim Harbaugh. Will it happen? I don't know. But imagine new owner, new GM that was proven in a different sport. That's up up in the air. We'll see what happens. Only time will tell. Jim Harbaugh just won a national championship. Drake May who I would take if I were the commanders, I, I wouldn't – I would say, heck with Caleb Williams. I'm going with Drake May. You know, he's just – Yeah, I he's mean – He's quiet under the radar, and I think the command – that that would be – with what's going on in Philadelphia, the absolute dumpster fire that is New York Giants, um, and then – know, you got the Cowboys over there, which you never know what's going to happen. You know, you know they're going to lose. But, I mean, you get Jim Harbaugh 
Drake May in there. Years. Years of winning. That's just my opinion. I mean... I don't think Harbaugh would take that job, though. It, it, they would have to pay him an exorbitant amount of money. If I'm Harbaugh, I'm looking at – there's two places I would look at if I'm Harbaugh in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas and New England. Okay. They're the only two places I would look at. Well, now, now that we're talking about coaches, um, there are a lot of coaching vacancies. Like – Burrow. Both college and football, or college, both college and pro. Um, like, I, I saw a report that said Dan Quinn's more than likely going to be back at Seattle. Um, that would be a mistake, but yeah. Eh. My defensive head coaches just don't work, man. Outside of like D'Amico Ryan's. Isn't there's a couple exceptions, but like is Jim Harbaugh is he a defensive head coach? I think he. I mean, he was a he John's was a, a defensive head. He coach. He was a quarterback. I think Harbaugh is more offensive oriented. Okay, but um, Jim anyway. Yeah, uh, but like Pete Carroll's gone, Bill Belichick's gone. Notice the theme: all defensive coaches and all old. Well, yeah, but. But, I mean. If you're old and winning, they don't care. That's true. Andy Reid. Um, but what are we talking about now? Uh, head coaches. Head coaches. Mike Rabel. Defensive coach. Yes, but he did nothing wrong. I agree with you, but he's a defensive coach. I think he'll go back to. Uh, New England. New England. That's the most suitable spot for him. I think, yeah, I think he'll go to New England. But, again. Defensive head coach. I mean, all these head coaches, Brandon Staley. Now, Staley wasn't let go because he was a defensive head coach. He was let go because he sucked. But he was a defensive head coach. Who were the other ones released this year? Uh, There's Carroll, Belichick. Arthur Smith. Or uh, yeah, Lankers, Arthur Smith was Yeah, whatever. Um, Carroll, Belichick. They got rid Staley, of Staley. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina front, yeah, that was a dumpster fire. They should not have fired their coach. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have sold it to the owner. True, but they they shouldn't have fired the coach either. I mean, it's first year rookie yeah. quarterback. I, I don't know. It it's not his fault that your front office traded away their first round pick this year. Like I, I that was ridiculous. They shouldn't have been fired, but whatever. Um. So, who do you think? Will Brian Callahan be the offensive coordinator for the Bengals? No, I don't think so. I, I honestly, I could see Callahan, Pitcher, and Walters all leaving this offseason. Will Jim Harbaugh be in the NFL or college? I would bet the NFL. That's what I would bet. Will Mike Vrabel be a coach somewhere else? Yes. A head coach? Yes. Will Bill Belichick? Probably. Name recognition alone. Yeah. They're saying um maybe Carol I, won't. No, no, I think he's he's good. Um Okay, right here I have an update for thirteen minutes ago. Brian Callahan will talk to Titans, Chargers, Panthers, and Falcons. 
Oh, yeah. Dude, what he did with Jake Browning is going to garner a lot of interest. I mean, <clears throat> if, if it is Callahan drawing up the offensive scheme, I think – I think we as the Bengals could do better. I think Callahan's a decent coordinator, but I think his schemes are very – if he is the one drawing it up and Taylor's just the one calling the plays off the scheme he drew up, I, I think Callahan is very a very basic play caller. Um, but he is an offensive coach, so that, that works in his favor. If I mean, if he goes somewhere in like Atlanta where you have Pitts – London and Bijan. That's a lot of weapons to work with. Bleacher Report says Bill Belichick still wants to coach. Falcons and Commanders will be discussed as landing spots for Bill Belichick. Pat's linebacking coach. Mayo. Yeah. Jared Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Projects yeah. to be the leading candidate to replace Bill Belichick. But that's projection. You got to. I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots like to hire in house. That's why I think Vrabel's probably the actual leading candidate. Mm-hmm. But again, defensive head coach. I don't. I personally don't like it. I think you need to steer towards offense because that's where the league's going. Even though this year was like a down year for offense. I don't know. I I, I would I would go with an offensive head coach. You need. Okay. You need people in the building that are willing to change and score points. Like, it's the reason Zach Taylor, even though a lot of people question his ability to coach, the reason Zach Taylor is not going to get, never isn't going to be on the hot seat unless they lose like three seasons in a row, unless they don't make the playoffs like three seasons in a row, it's because he's an offensive head coach. I mean, you know, another coach that could be gone this year, this weekend, actually, Sirianni. If they lose yeah, to yeah. Tampa, he he might be out the door. Yeah, he's um, – they're weird about their coaches. Like, if you're not winning constantly. Yeah, move like off the, of them. I mean, Doug Peterson's a perfect example. Yeah. He took him to a Super Bowl when, what, like not even two years later he was gone? Yeah, it's – it's dumb. See, they'll do the same thing to Sirianni. And to be fair, Sirianni, <laughs> their offense looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Their offense looks awful. Um, Nick Saban, that kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Oh, man. Greatest college coach ever? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If not, definitely up there. Top two, not two. Yeah. But that's weird because – I saw somewhere that he had uh, 297 wins. Yeah, I think he just – I think he just – he was just done. I think he was hoping they could – because if if I look back on it now, the national champion was going to be the winner of Alabama-Michigan more than likely. Yeah. Um, And I think Nick Saban was like, if we can get that natty, I'll retire on top. But I think he was just like, I'm just done. I think, I thought that, I mean, he's what, 70-some years old, 72, 70, whatever. I knew it was soon he was going to retire in the next couple years Um, because that's about what the age where they retire, like um, Roy Williams, uh, Coach K, 
they all retired like early 70s. Um, but I knew it was coming. However, I thought that he might at least want to dabble into the um, the 12-team playoff, see how that went. Yeah, I mean. And, and another issue of why coaches are retiring and, like, you know, uh, wanting out is this transfer portal. I, like, I don't even think it's that. I think it, I mean that that plays into it obviously, it's but just I think such it's more a hassle. Of a, I think it's more of a shift to the game being offensive. Most of these coaches that are retiring, these older coaches, they're defensive coaches, mm-hmm. and I think that just the shift to offense, it just doesn't sit well with them or whatever it may be. I mean, like Be- Belichick's a perfect example. Wherever he goes, their defense is going to be really good. Who do you think replaces Saban? Yeah. Mm. I have three options. Give me your three because I I don't really know. I mean, I've I'd always heard that uh, Dabo Sweeney would replace him. That uh, yeah, that was that. That's who I was thinking. Pretty pumped that he he played in Alabama. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, but Dabo Sweeney, um, Bleacher Report said, uh, Dan Lanning, Oregon, but I feel like, yeah, I did. I did see that one. That I mean, I I understand you would want to go to Alabama, but you just got, you barely missed the playoff. All right. You're going to be in it next year. You're going to be in it next year. You're going to be a top five team. Barring any major setbacks. There's a very good chance. I mean, you're getting two really good players. Um, Dante Moore, he was the uh, quarterback for UCLA, and he's probably going to be the backup to Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. Um, you have a lot of returning uh, starters. Loaded uh, freshman class coming in, and then you're going into the Big, big Ten, you don't know what is going to be of Ohio State and Michigan. They're going to be good. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be they'll probably be top ten all year long. Maybe not Michigan. I don't know. It depends on what happens with John Harbaugh and J.J. McCarthy. But if I were Dan Lanning, would I think about Alabama? Absolutely. But whew, that Oregon team looks pretty good. Yeah, but, I mean, you have to assume Alabama's what? It's better weather than Oregon. And Alabama's, regardless of who goes there, probably going to be in the 12-team playoff next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, it, 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 I guess it just depends on what, what you want. I, I think both teams are going to be in the 12-team playoff, so if that's what you're looking for, eh. What, what both teams? Oregon and Alabama. Yeah. You know. Um, oh, but. and I think a dark horse – would be Lane Kiffin. Why I say that is... I was thinking Lincoln Riley would be a dark horse. I don't know that they do it, but he was a good college coach. I mean... Hmm. I didn't really think about Lincoln Riley. But Ki- I could see Kiffin, yep. Because he's, uh, what, he was offensive coordinator for... Um, O'Brien. Could be one, too, yeah, from the Patriots, yeah, because he, he was down there with Saban for a while. He's at Saban now, isn't he? 
I thought he was the Patriots this year. Did he go back to the Patriots? I think. I don't okay. know. Yeah. But um I could be wrong on that, but Yeah, I, I I'm still kind of shocked that he uh retired. He retired. I, I I thought he would at least try um I thought he would at least give it a go for the 12 team. Cuz mm. I mean you you don't have to it's not that it's less stress. It's just you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he views that as like you, you can afford to lose a game or two. I would have. I would view that as well. Instead of four teams, it's twelve. That's going to be harder to win. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I so I get where you know at his age where he would be coming from from that perspective. How much time we got? I have no idea. You can check it if you want to. We're at 52. 52 minutes? Okay. Um, what do you think's going to – or who do you think's going to make the college football playoff next year? Can I just go ahead and say the Big Ten and the SEC? That's that's two conferences. Yeah. I, would just, <laughs> I mean, we'll have to wait and see on Michigan, but I think Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, um, Texas, Oregon – the usual suspects, the usual powerhouses. All right, let um, me see here. Alabama, Georgia. I'm going to say Michigan. Ohio State, Oregon. That's five. Texas. Did I say Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Ole Miss will get in there. I think Penn State will get in there. I believe the winner of the Big 12 will get in, whether – I, I mean, let's just assume it's Oklahoma State at that point. Oklahoma State or Kansas State. Um, so, how many is that? Is that 10? That's nine with Oklahoma State or Kansas State. And then you got the ACC winner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say uh, either well, oh, Notre Dame, too. They're, I think they were projected to be, like, top 10. Um. So that's 11. And then, yeah, I would say ACC. No, it's, uh, ACC is – that makes 11. Oh, uh, ACC makes I mean, 11. throw in another at LSU, Oklahoma, yeah. just somebody in there, you know. Yeah, LSU, more than likely. Or, the, you know, the pack 10 winner, whoever that is, maybe. Colorado. <laughs> Dion, baby. Let's go. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, uh, next year, like December is going to be, um, it's going to be very fun next December, pretty much when, when Thanksgiving gets here, it's going to be like football for the next like two months, like nonstop. Dude, I, I honestly think the off season sometimes is more fun than the regular season. Yeah. Because of all the speculation mm -hmm. and all the, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, Thanksgiving kicks off. You've got, like, all the food, family, the football. Um, then rivalry weekend happens two days later. Then it's conference championship. And then you don't have to wait a month. All right, Thanksgiving's late next year. It's, like, on the 28th. So the 30th 
and then what the seventh is December seventh, and then I think they have like a two week break. December seventh would be the uh, conference championship weekend, and then they take a break or like a, a week break, and then the next weekend, so around like the twenty first, twentieth, somewhere in there. That's when they have the. Um, that's when they start the twelve team tournament, and then it just goes week by week by week, and then once you're done with the college football playoffs, you're pretty much rolling right into the NFL, NFL playoffs. Yeah, yeah. but I, th- I think if I looked at it right, the college football national championship game will either be. I think it'll be the Monday of the divisional round. I believe. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, it, it'll be Maybe. interesting. They might have to push it back. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, like Joe Klatt said it best. Just have the national championship game on New Year's Day. You know. It's just it's perfect. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, have it all November. Um, Colin Coward did like a little segment, like a little scheme of how to do, um, like how to incorporate baseball, like shorten the baseball season to like 120 games, and then like by the time that's over, um, the like the playoffs start in August or something, and then like the World Series will be over as football comes in and then take take that and just make all of Nov- or all of December just college football playoffs end on the January first, New Year's Day at the Rose Bowl. It would be perfect. So anything else you want to say? Not not really. Okay. I have one thing to say. It's a little okay. it's a little rant. I was scrolling on TikTok the other day. And how I got on this subject, I don't know. It, it was like private investigator. And um I was looking through all the different videos and this one guy was uh, you know, just giving you like the little ins and outs of being a private investigator. Well, he said um yeah, if you're a private investigator, typically you don't have to. I think he said you don't have to um, let the police know, but it's it's like a respect thing. Just like, hey, let them know I'm a private investigator. I'll be in this area. I'll be, you know, just tell them you're a little set up, right? Well, so the guy calls dispatch, and he's telling them all the information. He's like, hey, I'm in a red car, and my name's blah, blah, blah. And then he says, and my number is, and he bleeps out the number. Right, and I get on the comment section. I said his number is eight six seven five three zero nine. Fast forward a day later, I get an update on TikTok that says uh, the comment you left violated community guidelines. And I'm thinking, what idiot does not understand that reference slash joke? Bro, we're old. Yeah, I, I mean. We're we're old enough to be considered old by young people, but still young enough to be considered young by old people. 
I, I, I like how you put it that way. Um, and then, so just me being the petty person I am, I get on the, um, I, I get on a different video of his and I say, Hey, left you a comment, uh, on one of your videos saying, um, your number is eight, six, seven, five, three, oh nine. Apparently that's, uh, violating community guidelines. Um, I don't know who doesn't understand that reference, but eight, six, seven, five, three, oh nine. And in today's world, that that number wouldn't even work because you don't have an area code. So, you know, it just really uh, ruffled the feathers. Okay. Nothing else you want to say? Shout out to Greg Vaughn because uh, he got upset that I didn't shout him out uh, last episode. So, shout out to him, bitch. Um, I think we're good. I shout out Austin real quick. Austin Brown, Austin. Michigan finally got one. Congratulations, brother. And shout out little man. Yep. Cool. Love that little dude. Is that it? We done? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll hum awkwardly until we cut off. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm.